Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey, so before we get started, I wanted to talk to you guys about Disney Plus. Now, I know by now you've probably heard about Disney Plus, the new streaming service that includes Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and National Geographic. With all these amazing brands in one place, Disney Plus has one of the most incredible libraries in the entire streaming landscape, and it's all ad free. From classics like Snow White to today's blockbusters like Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame. The content on Disney Plus is truly unparalleled. And if all that isn't enough, Disney Plus even has originals like The Mandalorian, the first live-action Star Wars series. So don't miss out. Go and sign up today and start streaming and tell them Hayes sent you. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the best podcast in the land. That is the Awakened Soul Podcast. I'm coming to you from my home studio. Uh, for any first-time listeners, I'm your host, CEO Hayes, a.k.a. Just Hayes. You can follow me at C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. You can follow the podcast at Awaken Soul Pod. Um, and that's right off the top. This week, we have a great conversation. This one is built around the simulation theory, and that is the theory that we are actually living in a simulation, and it's, a, it's more conspiracy theory heavy than a lot of our topics are, but you know what? Oh, I'm a baby conspiracy theorist. Um, I don't really dive as deep because I feel like it's it's a it's it's really heavy topics when you start digging into some of these theories and and um the speculation and conspiracy theories when you start diving into them a little bit more it it really does fuck with your head and it'll change the whole way. Uh, my boy Billy Ray Valentine, uh, host of the Infinite Fringe, make sure you guys go and check him out if you like this type of content. Um, well, at one point said to me like once you once your eyes are open and you're in the rabbit hole you can almost never get out with conspiracy theories and that has been true um for me since like we're about five years deep into this now since uh i first really started like getting into into the more conspiracy here uh heavy uh topics and, and stuff like that and content so uh this is one of those episodes so be on the lookout maybe a little bit different than some of the stuff i've recently been doing but it's a great conversation uh, feature my brothers from the breaks that is Marquis and Baylor the Great so be be on the lookout for that one um at the end tail end of the show uh we do have an in the mind of Hayes segment very brief one we're going to go ahead and get into that after our intro music and then we're going to jump into my dark and twisted crazy ass mind I'll see you guys right after this the following is a breaks media podcast 
You are now listening to the best podcast in the world, The Awakened Soul, hosted by my dad. All right, and we're in my dark and twisted crazy ass mind. Why do I call it that? People ask that all the time because, like, it can get dark, it can get deep. Uh, but you know, lately there's been so much going on um, in the culture, in sports world, music world. Um, and the first thing that I want to talk about is Simone Simone Biles and the fact that you know she pulled out of the Olympics, and there has been huge backlash. And you know, I'm not going to stay on this because I'm kind of late on this topic, and I know it's been talked about at nauseum and stuff. So I'm not really going to going to stay on it very long but what i will say on this is that for me um people calling her a quitter and whatever else i don't subscribe to that mental health is very important you have to do what you have to do for your mental health and like i think what a lot of people um that are speaking on this about are speaking on it as a reactionary thing and aren't very hip to what to mental health as a whole and that's what i gain from it because mental health is crippling for the people who say stuff like well she shouldn't have even tried to compete it doesn't work that way like, I'm sure the mental health and maybe she was suffering from some of the effects, but she probably didn't realize it. Mental health isn't this thing where you automatically know, oh, my mental health is being triggered. Let me just pull out. It doesn't work that way. It's this it's this thing that's kind of always overarching and it can really um, kind of grab a hold of you in different situations and unexpectedly and and things like that. And at the end of the day, whether you're an athlete, whether you're a normal worker, whether you go uh, work a nine to five, no matter what you do. When your mental health is breaking down, when your mental health is starting to be affected, when you're realizing that it's crumbling, you have to do what you have to do to take care of yourself. And that's what she did in this situation. I don't look down at her at all. Like I said, uh, I had a Facebook post about it is that she the fact that she even reached the place of being an Olympic athlete and having the oppor- the 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 chance to back out is further than what many people will make it in their passion of their careers. And if this isn't the end for um, it does, you know, Olympic athletes, and we've talked about it a lot, you know, the Olympics are a once every four year thing. So, yes, of course, her backing out is is taking a huge chunk out of, I'm sure, preparation and stuff that she went to. But at the end of the day, the way that I look at it is mental health, because it can be so crippling, is that if she tried to compete while her mental health was was off, she could have did more damage to herself physically, for one, but also mentally. So you have to do what you have to do to take care of yourself and i don't look down at her one bit for what happened um and and the fact that she pulled out you know i i commend her i think that it shows great strength to even recognize it and to say you know maybe i need to give this opportunity to somebody else and let them compete rather than me try to compete and know just know that i don't have it i'm not there uh to give my best and so you know i i don't look down at all at her you know i know it's it's and when you look at like for like the the definition of a quitter is somebody who doesn't have the determination or like fortitude to make it through something. She's shown tremendous fortitude to even be able to admit that and look at the backlash that she's still gotten from it. So she's not a coward. She's not a quitter in my book. Um, you have to do what you have to do for your mental health. And that's my um, opinion on it. Everyone doesn't have to share it. I understand that. I don't expect everyone else to. But that is my opinion on that matter. Now, the next thing we have is very hip-hop heavy 
Um, so Royce the Five Nine is in, in engaged in the beef with Lupe Fiasco and Mickey Fax. Now Lupe and Royce traded what seemed to be like a friendly, competitive type of just who's the better rapper. Let's rap. Um, and it's and of course now it's more than that. The the Lupe put, pulled the plug on the podcast. Um, even some of the the interviews and the posts that Lupe's had since then. But then Mickey Fax comes out with this wraith, um, diss track that is amazing like it's 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 a great diss track he even uses Royce the 5'9 style in it against him and so Royce is somebody who if you guys have listened to the Breaks Radio for a long time uh if you guys have listened to this podcast for for a while back when we were doing the Cypher segments um I have always said the Royce the 5'9 is one of the most vicious he has one of the most versatile flows he's a vicious MC, and I have been on record to say that nobody wants to see Royce in a battle nobody I didn't care if they were a top five rapper, whatever. And he has disappointed me in this. Now, this is this is just again, this is the end of my hasting. So this is just what's on my mind and in my heart on this topic yet. Now, as of this recording, Royce the Five Nine has not uh, responded to Mickey Fax. If he does come out with something out, that is definitely going to be a special episode. If Royce the Five Nine responds back, be on the lookout for a random drop from the Awakened Soul because I'm doing it. Uh, it may whether it's a video, whatever, whatever it happens to be. Um, but me listening to this, me taking this in, like, and seeing how Royce has reacted. We are now, like, five days since it dropped, I think, if not more. Um, and, you know, Royce has g- gave this interview. And in this interview, I'm listening to this. And Royce is like, well, why are you coming at me with all this? You, you've dissed people before. Why do I get all this energy? And it's like, bro, nobody gives a fuck about that at this point in time. Nobody gives a damn about what energy he gave other people, why he's giving you different energy. Get in the motherfucking booth and rap like we know you can rap. Um, I had a, a video, uh, a shorts that I did a reel uh, that I did on Instagram. So go and check that out if you want to hear my kind of my quick take on that. But you know, even even Dan from uh, Black Along Legal Live, shout out to Dan on drugs. Um, you know, he responded with like, yeah, like Royce the Five Nine is a better rapper than this. Like he's disappointed. Like I think for people who are Royce the Five Nine fans, right? People who have listened to the bar exams, who have seen him not back down from going at anybody lyrically, for him to respond like this. I get that he feels like he's being ganged up on. I get all that, but fuck all that. Royce the Five Nine is a better rapper to me than Lupe and Mickey Fax wrapped up into one. So the fact that he we haven't got a response, and I'm not even somebody who's usually on that kick of like you have 24 hours to respond. You have this like I'm 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 not of that mind. You respond with the best diss track when you can drop it and let that be it. Let the lyrics speak, speak for themselves. But the thing that that comes that this is this is being a little bit this is coming off a little bit different to me personally it's just the fact that he's giving these interviews he's doing these ig lives like and he's doing all this and it's like at first he wasn't even addressing it then when he finally does it's like why are you giving me all this energy and i mean he did say in it too like he he did say in it i'm going to respond with that same energy and then mention how they may not be ready for when he does respond with the same energy that they gave him and i and you know okay that's fine but Royce, at the end of the day, we we need the bars. We need we need you to get in the booth. It needs to be on wax. These interviews only do so much. And Royce is from that era who didn't do all that talking. So to get that, it's a little bit shocking for a lot of people who are really big hip hop fans and fans of lyricism and all that. So um, it's shocking to me for that reason. But you know, we'll we'll see. Um, be on the lookout for the breaks radio. Be on the lookout for a special episode if he does drop a disc because I'm going to be talking about it. Um, and breaking down bar to bar. But Royce, for me, it's just really disappointing me because, like I said, I look at Royce the Five Nine as one of the best MCs. Period. 
um, and what he's able to do lyrically. I've gone on record to say that had Royce not been such a hothead when he was younger and waited around for that Shady Records deal, his career would have been completely different than, than the route it ended up going. He ended up having a great career, too, but I just think it would have been different. He would have been on a bigger uh, uh, stage at that point. So that's my opinions on those two topics. That's it. That's on my mind uh, so far uh, on this week's episode, um, this week's segment of the In the Mind of Hayes. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to take a brief musical break. On the other side of that, we're going to jump into the main discussion topic where I'm joined by Baylor the Great and the hip-hop uh, historian Marquis. We're going to dive into the topic of simulation theory. I'll catch you guys right after this. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. are here today to talk about uh one of the more interesting concepts honestly that i've probably ever talked about on this podcast simulation theory and it's one of those ones that we we it's not gonna it's no way we can like it can never be proven true or proven false if it's a simulation and that's what makes this conversation so in- interesting right so to define it first simulation theory is a th- is a theory uh regarding uh the nature of existence and that it's basically built around that all of human existence as we know it is actually uh, a product of an artificial simulation. Either we are in a video game or we're in a computer simulation. So before we get into into that, do you guys believe that we are living in a simulation? Why or why not? Who wants to take it for you first? Mm. Go for it, sir. It's, it's hard for me to it's hard for me to agree with that uh, because that means that there has to be some type of code or level uh, to to introduce mortality. I mean, uh, our morals. You know what I mean? Because you have to set the morals aside. That's a, that's a that's a different type of. You're, you're but you're assuming that morals are a thing. Like if we are living in the simulation, just like you can program video game characters to have a certain reaction in situations. If we are truly programmed, if somebody has created intelligence and or artificial intelligence enough to put us in the simulation, they could easily code the ideal of morals. 
and and we and so, we think that it's morals that we're holding, but it's really a predetermined set of code that's just in, in, in our DNA. But to, so, go, ahead. Go, go ahead. To address your morals thing, I mean, what defines morals? Because before all this church religion and everything, it was survival. It was basically conquer, eat, destroy, pillage, survive. Uh-huh. There were no morals then. We just implemented morals based on the way to control people, which was government and government can't without religion when you put fear into people. So mm-hmm. there really were no morals. Right. So I have to, I have to, that's why I can't say that. My thing on, on simulation theory, I'm trying to find a way to prove that it doesn't exist because everything adds up to me where this has to be potentially a simulation. I mean, just explaining life in general. Like the the universe is expanding. There's no beginning. There's no end. And I can understand that. There is no such thing as a beginning or end of anything. But when things like the Mandela effect and deja vu, let's be real. All of us experience it. We know. We just don't address it. And there's things that we see that we were conditioned not to see. So when children say under four, and this is proven, this, you know, I saw this, I saw that. And we're basically saying, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. We're conditioning them not to think that way, not to, to see what they see or what we were taught to forget. It's like a kid steps on a table and you tell a kid, get off the table. But the kid doesn't know what the fuck a table's for. The kid knows I'm here to do something to have fun. You know what I mean? So when you take something away from a child, like whatever they see or condition without religion, that's what that child should be. But if you put those constraints on a person, this is what we see. This is how we respond to certain things. And it's a way of control. But we're going to get further into that. I'm just going to give you, I'm giving you my perspective from the beginning, we can do a deeper dive into it, but again, well, I, I can piggyback I off of that. that. Go ahead. I can piggy, I can piggyback off of that where we compare our five-year-old, our drinking. five-year-old journey versus the five-year-olds uh, in this generation. Even though the technology was different back then, it didn't. Uh, I, I see it's quite. I, I just say amazing that my five-year-old can literally build a house. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just watching tutorials on YouTube. You know, what I mean? when she when she plays Minecraft, she mm-hmm. understands this type of stuff mm-hmm. quicker than I would pick it up. Even though we feel like our generation, uh, we we had a lot of street smarts, but now it's like the, the on the tech side, it's like these kids are picking it up so much quicker. Now, is it them being advanced? Like, is their coding advanced? Or have they been here before? Mm. I mean, and so one of the theories that I did read in this is, is as far as like why life may be simulation is that we could be it could be our descendants that are running a simulation to see what their ancestors live like. So because of that, that's why we see the huge advancements that we see. That's why we see like huge leaps in things, because maybe there's gaps there that whoever is running the simulation doesn't know. So what we perceive as a huge jump in technology is just a lack of information to be able to get to the next point. Based on that, we're actually, I believe it's 10 years behind what's actually invented. So in theory, this stuff has already existed. We're just getting it implemented into society. The internet was around, uh, internet was around years before it was actually discovered. So um, certain weapons, certain technologies and everything like that were way in advance. Now we're stuck in this, the microchip shortage, but before the whole microchip shortage, the question was, why are we still stuck at the microchip? We, should, we, we shouldn't be relying on microchips. Our technology is so far advanced that we've minimized or basically limited ourselves to rely on microchips to process and function you know, our, our systems, our computers and everything. 
And we, there's, there's basically, what is it? Um, in ancient civilization, there's drawings, writings, and potential proof that there were um, civilizations that were more advanced. I guess you, you look at the Incas, Mayas, um, Egyptians, the writings, and you'll see that, you know, they drew spacecrafts and blah, blah, blah. I mean, they, they figured out how they built the pyramids and everything like that. But that type of advanced technology before Christ, imagine we're still, the, the technology was there, but how did that get implemented? You know what I mean? How did all that happen? And where did it go? If we were that smart then, what happened? <laughs> and so the most important question of all, what's the purpose of life? What is the purpose of all this, right? Man, please tell me. I need to know right now. I mean, the purpose of life for us is just to live. We live, we die. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Why? If There's only one planet that potentially has life on it, Well, which is considered intelligent life, let's just say. Uh, that there's we know billions of, of planets that, that we know of. Again, but the whole you know Fermi paradox if there was life on other planets, they would you lose all the resources and how would they get here? Blah, 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 blah. Or again, what if this is, this is all the like just basically a way to keep things, you know, a theory to keep things in a structured way just for fucking fun. It's like somebody sitting there watching all this shit happen because everybody says this is meant to happen anyway, but that's the case. And what the fuck is the point? You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of fucking questions, but. I mean, and one of the biggest things that I found in preparing for this episode is that it's been scientifically proven that basically a computer virus can be implanted into human DNA and that what we know as is the, as the genetic code for human DNA was actually computer code all along. Mm -hmm. It was a computer, it was, it was a computer taking the information of what we were able to gain at that time and then writing it into a code. And so what we know is the DNA strand, what we know is like biological matter as a whole has always been a, a computer code in a sense what do you guys think about that does that not blow your fucking mind that's blow fucking my mind insane. because i'm wa i'm waiting for the update oh the, shit maybe you are the update wait well, no 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 the thing is is who's to say that people haven't been updated we just may not be the ones who are updated there's so much going on that we don't see from time to time like just look at how much information we find out 10 20 years later who who's to say that you know, in another ten years, we won't find we won't find out that the soldiers who did find Osama bin Laden weren't upgraded or enhanced. Okay, I got all right. Here we go. Since I'm already my edible had already hit, so I'm already there. <laughs> oh shit! Do you believe that there's natural resources among us that can unlock some of this coding? Absolutely, absolutely. Or, or 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 bring aware more awareness than others. Absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely. I think there's medication that can do that. I mean, if you have ADHD, you take um, you know, Vyvanse, the way your brain is functioning, it can re be rewired. Absolutely. I mean, it, even, if, even, anything. even if you look at what Adderall really does to the brain, like what it really does, like it absolutely unlocks a different level of your brain. Like I, I took Yo, Adderall when I was football in players got in Football players got in trouble for that. Remember that? Yeah. Like the Seahawks player. Yeah. Like when I was, when I was doing college classes and I was tired of shit, and you pop some Adderall, you can like that shit felt like a superpower. Like the ability to focus yeah, that I was able to have at that point was a superpower. I don't care what nobody says. I hundred percent agree with you. It unlocks. It creates. It creates neural path faster. Make the connections for your neurons to connect a lot faster than it would normally, and it allows you to focus. First, first time I actually took something, mm -hmm. I swear to God, everything just came into focus, and I see, I saw things the way I never thought. It's like I woke up, a fog was lifted. And I can actually see with clarity. It was insane. And, and that's crazy because the first time that I ever heard about that, 
uh, was when the Seahawks players had got in trouble for it or whatever. So uh, that makes more sense. And then even something like human growth hormone, right, HGH, which is outlawed in many sports. But if you were to give, let's say you had a newborn baby, let's say at the age of two or three, if you were giving that, that kid human growth hormone from that age until they were about 13 or 14, you can easily have them grow a foot or more than what they would have had they had they not taken that. That is that mm-hmm. is altering DNA. That is altering the code of your genetics to unlock some to unlock potential that you may have not mm-hmm. had otherwise. Biohacking and CRISPR. Yeah. Biohacking and CRISPR. CRISPR basically is altering your DNA. You can do anything, but the, here's a question. Like you said, we're just getting introduced to all this now. Imagine what's been going on before that, even in the 50s, 60s, with when they were testing on Tuskegee Airmen and all. Mm-hmm. Like imagine all the tests they were running on us before that but to, to go back i mean we don't know all the shit that like you said social media wasn't introduced but what wasn't documented or what was documented oh, and you know what i mean yeah but think like again and it goes back to that question what's it all for like what what is the purpose of honestly what is the purpose of life i mean does anybody have an answer for that like we're my here, question my, my we're question has always die. been the after the afterlife See, and that's the I have my theory on that too. But. All, all, for all we know, the afterlife is really just us going back to the mainframe, getting recoded a little bit, and put right back in to continue the simulation. Wow. So, so, so that. now that's we're talking about deja vu. I mean, reincarnation, that's why you have those experiences where you feel like you lived another life or what seems might seem familiar. If you've, you've experienced something you've never experienced, you have no idea why you know this information, but you just happen to know this, how it feels to be. In this situation. Okay, so I made a joke. I made a joke earlier because I was amped for this episode. <laughs> and, and the reason why it, we did, you know, it got pushed back is because it was, uh, me and my wife wanted to go to Ikea before it opened up. Mm-hmm. We didn't, And we didn't realize, we just wanted to hurry up and get in and get out. But we didn't realize that there is actually a crowd that wakes 30 minutes before the store opens. We became a part of that crowd. Mm-hmm. But I did not know Ikea had the the baskets where both are all four wheels, all, all four wheel drive, yeah. right? To me... Because I wanted to do the show so bad, I was like, she didn't know. I said, babe, watch this. You know when you at, when you turn a corner, you have to turn a whole basket. Uh-huh. When I hear a basket, you can just keep going and just, you know, yeah. and push the basket to the side. I said, babe, this is a simulation. Watch, this is a glitch in the matrix. <laughs> and then I pushed the basket to the side. <laughs> but take that theory and apply it to everything else. <clears throat> right, right. It was a joke, though. It was a joke. I, I couldn't wait. I couldn't well, wait that joke. I don't know. We don't know. We don't know. And like I said, this one of the things that make this that makes this such an interesting topic to actually to talk about is that there you can never prove it or disprove it. There's hundreds of reasons why you can say it is. There's hundreds of reasons why you can say we're not living in, in a simulation. But uh, one of the things that got us started talking about this, we we started talking about the Mandela effect on mm-hmm. um, on the Breaks Radio, right? And that is one of the most common things of why. You know the simulation conversation is taken off main mainstream wise. This conversation has been ha- happening literally for decades before the mainstream took it. Um, so I think we have to talk some about the Mandela effect um, in the in this episode, right? And there's there's a lot of different situations or examples, so to say, of the of the Mandela effect. I want us to just name off a couple, talk about them briefly. Um, of course, the biggest one is what it's named after, and that's Nelson Mandela. Um, and actually, you know, in what was the year? Let me check my notes. I know I wrote it down. Um, where's my fucking notes at? 80. It was 80? Oh, 2013. It was um, 2013, right? Okay. Okay. Um, and so the, and uh, Fiona Brom was her name. And she went, um, that was, yeah. So she 
had a memory of Nelson Mandela dying in a prison in the 1980s. Now, he did end up going to live mm-hmm. until 2013, but there are several people who have this memory. Um, something that we, I do. You, you do? And something yeah. that, like, many other people talk about, like, um, just to point out a few, I'm going to throw out a few, and then we can talk about whatever. Uh, Jif, Jiffy, I have the memory of it being Jiffy Peanut Butter. I have that memory yeah. vividly. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the Bernstein versus the Bernstein Bears. The one that kind of threw me for a loop, and I still didn't know, Oscar Mayer, right? Is actually Oscar Mayer? Oh, that is absolutely. Come on now. Come on, bro. There's no fucking way that nobody can tell me that it was not spelled with an E. Y'all trying to tell me that it was spelled with an E? I mean, that it wasn't spelled with the E? Come on now, man. I don't know. No. No, I remember that. I'm trying to remember the song. That's why. That's right. There was a song. Yeah. And then even, even, even. Um, the Flintstones, right? It's mm-hmm. some people have the memory as it being the Flintstones, and then the Flintstones. Which ones do you guys? No, I thought I thought it was Flint, but I thought the T was silent. All right, all right. Um, and so like, what what are some other exa- Oh, biggest one. I'm Looney a nerd. Tunes. I'm I'm a I'm a huge nerd. So mm-hmm. the Luke, I am your father. It's actually just I am your father. I am your father. No, it's not. No, it's, it's Luke. Luke. No, it's Luke. I, your, I specifically Luke. remember the way he Luke, said it. the breathe, I and I am your father. father. So, like, it, these are people use these as examples of when the simulation fails or something was changed in the coding, and some of us re- hold on to that memory. But what do you guys think about the uh, the Mandela effect? And then also, what are some other examples of it that you guys remember? Go, go ahead, Billy. You want this one? No, I got some time to think. So <clears throat> there is no way a bunch of us remember certain things the same way where it's now rewritten. You know what I mean? If it was one or two things, there's a shitload and all of us remember that. The whole Sinbad thing. Knowing everybody knows Sinbad. Sinbad uh, uh, Played a genie. He was the original fucking, fucking Shazam. Genie. Yeah, Shazam. Yeah. Right. And he, what's his dude played Kazam? Um, Shaq was Kazam. Yeah. He was Shazam. Everybody remember that. He was Shazam. The other one was Looney Tunes. T-O-O-N-S versus T-U-N-E-S. That was another one. Mm. Oh, there was wow. a bunch of them. But yeah, but everybody remember that. And it was like, wait, the other one with, um, uh, what's the, what's the, G, the, um, Twink, oh my God, Disney. Uh, no, the, um, Twink, Twinkie, what's her name? Twink, with the oh, magic dust? Uh, uh, twink, Twinkle, Twinkle Bell. Tinkle Bell, Tinkerbell. Tinkle, tink, so oh, then, the, the, the tap. When she taps the, yeah. um, top of the. And the fairy dust. Are they saying that never happened? That, that doesn't happen. That never happens. They said it didn't happen. Yep. Bullshit. The, yes. The, the, the shit came down. It's like stars the and it was that. Yes. Yeah. They said it doesn't happen. One of the biggest ones, too, is the Lindbergh baby. And this was one that I, I like. So I remember that the Lindbergh baby killer was never found. But apparently the killer was found and sentenced to death. What? Yes. There's a whole big thing on that. Apparently we all remember that wrong, bro. I don't know about that. The Lindbergh no. baby has literally been in the zeitgeist and mentioned as something as as the worst case of when kids go go missing and never pop up. Like I remember there was a whole like I think there was an episode of the X Files where they found like there was a new killer and it ended up being the Lindbergh baby all grown up. So like to say that the that they found the baby dead and the killer was sentenced like that I have a vivid memory of the Lindbergh baby never being found. I remember I remember an unsolved mysteries case about it or something similar so like and then they have this thing where they say that we have collective false memories that is one of the things in simulation theory but to marquis point it's so hard a for so many people to remember something so vividly and then for us for 
it to be said, no, you guys are all wrong and tripping. No, that's because that's like them saying, no, it was never WWF. It was always WWE. Hell no. I remember with it. No, no. And I feel like I feel like a few decades from now, they're going to say that. I know it was never WWF. It was always WWE. Well, they could never try to pull that shit off. Well, so so, so my question comes in with like the government. Mm -hmm. Um, Are they coded as well? Maybe, maybe the, everything is. Maybe they're the exact, just like the agents in the Matrix were di- direct agents of the of the mainframe. Maybe the government is, is direct agents of. They don't probably even know everything, but they're doing the the wit the the bidding of the person who's writing the code. I got, quick question: CP three, C three PO. What color is he? Gold. Who? C three PO from Star Wars. Gold. 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 Is he gold. solid gold? I mean. I'm think I'm no I'm thinking about the reboot now when he had that uh not the no, reboot the sequels re- when he had the red leg. No, um, the original. I'm the oh, original I'm trying to think. Like I remember okay. him as just as just flat out gold. Apparently he has one silver leg. Half of his yeah. leg, his right leg is silver. From the knee down, it's all silver. I don't remember that at all. And I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. That's just again, collectively, that's that's impossible. If all of us again and I go back to the genie thing. How does everyone remember this movie? <laughs> it's a fucking movie. That Simba was in. And you know what's so funny? It's, and it's like they try to convince us, and whoever they is, you can imply they, if it's the government, the people running the simulation, whatever it is, they try to convince us that we're tripping, right? Because then they said, oh, no, what everybody's remembering is there was a skit where Sinbad dressed up as a genie. No, I remember the the, the two white kids that were, that were with yes. him in that whole movie. I yes. remember, like... I remember everything about that movie. I have vivid memories of watching that movie. And the only reason why I say that is because... They used to, growing up, and let me know if you guys remember this or not. It was like, I don't know if it was a Sinbad special or whatever they were doing. But they used, to, they, like they used to play that and Surf Ninjas back-to-back during the summer when there was no school. Mm, that's a long-ass long skit, dude. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yo, he had, he had purple pants or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Or some shit. Yeah, everybody remembers this, man. But And then he went up there and said, I was never in this movie. He tweeted, I was never in that movie. Come on, bro. You were rewritten, too. So there has been some. All right. <clears throat> so have you guys seen the videos of certain uh, celebrities? Um, I guess there were videos of them caught of them being like frozen or something, something like that. What do you mean? I, I've seen. Like so there's there's a huge theory that like celebrities when they like go to rehab and a lot of them and I, the the statistics on it blew my mind. I didn't write it down because I wasn't I didn't think about that as part of this. But like they go to like rehab or wherever they disappear for a while and they come back with blonde hair. And if you watch their interviews after that, they're like like Kanye's one of them. Um, Miley Cyrus was another one. There was a, a bunch of them. And that if you see certain interviews of them afterwards, it's like they're trying to remember what they're supposed to say, not what not what they actually want to say. And you can actually see it like they're them not glitch, but like freeze in a moment. And then go yeah. back to what they're supposed, what, back to the script, so to say. And some, and some, and some of them are I don't know, like they will remember something or remember what to say. By a certain word that's thrown out there, yeah. So it's like it's, it's like if we if, if like if we were sitting down having an interview with somebody and Marquise frees up and I'll say a key word like uh, ether, and then he'll start he'll wake up and start talking again. You'll start talking again. Mm-hmm. A trigger word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how many of y'all experienced deja vu? Oh come on, bro. at least at least at least once time. once every couple of weeks. And sometimes I even talk to myself like, man, something's For, not something. Perfect example. I was down here in the studio. I was on the other side where the neon sign is. 
And I was sitting there at the computer, rehooking up my old computer to run stuff from like over there or whatever. And my dog, I have, I like, I thought my dog walked down here with this toy in his mouth and laid down right beside me. And I looked down, he was gone. But he immediately came down with that exact same toy like five minutes later and laid down beside me. Yeah. Like, I looked down, I looked, right? I was working on the computer, I looked down and I was like, damn, I thought Leo was here. That's my dog's name. And then a couple of minutes later, he came downstairs with that toy in it and laid in the exact spot I had looked at five minutes earlier, thinking that that's where he came and laid. Yeah. That wasn't edibly encouraged, right? No. Okay, now, not on anything. Now, no alcohol either. Marquise, now I will bring up an incident where I, I was off of edible, right? Uh, so I don't, I'm not going to count that one. But there has been some times where it's happened so much to where I just like I just shake my head and be like, man, I remember that, and I just don't remember when. Yeah. And some and sometimes it's like a full ass like scene. Like me and my wife go do something. I'm like, man, we did this already. Like exactly like this. And then mm-hmm. I'll just shake my head. I'll shake it off, and I'll just continue to go. Mm. My my theory behind that is obviously something happened in the near future that sparked something, a chain event that might have gone wrong. And we had a chance to rewrite it. That's how I feel. Or, or they're rerunning Ooh. the simulation. Deja Vu can very well be that they ran a scenario. We reacted away. They wanted to see how many times that we would react that same way. So they reran. They rebooted and, they and re-ran it? that part of the simulation again. Okay. Okay. So what about this? My wife always says this. Uh, and, and, and you probably uh, experienced this before, too, in traffic. Uh, or at the grocery mart where... Um, it just feel like the line is just, you ever try to get to like the fastest line, try to, try to hurry up and get mm-hmm. out of there. And you think you picked the right line, but it ends up, you end up being in that line longer. Mm-hmm. And then, or, or getting on the freeway or, or driving down the street. And it's like, there's like traffic, something that's holding you back. And then it takes a while for your map to bring up whatever the incident is, where there's uh, uh, some construction coming up or uh, an accident or something. My wife always says, uh well maybe maybe I'm not it's not time for me to get there yet. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. She always and says that. Here's the crazy thing. A lot of people call that a religious experience. Anything you can't explain, you blame on God. Yeah. She, you know what I mean? She, she, she would go that she would go that route too. Like she like, well maybe maybe God is trying to tell us that we're moving too fast. We're not, it's not but, time for us to be there yet. Here's the interesting <laughs> part where religion and this simulation kind of could overlap. What if who we view as God is just the programmer who's programming the simulation? Right. I think God is just who we can't explain. Obviously, it clearly has much more power than we do. It's just not understand it. You know what I mean? I think that's what it comes down to. We just can't explain certain phenomena. We can't explain the things we can't explain. We just have to fear the unknown. And that has to be that all being. Because at the end of the day, anything that can take your life or rewrite your life, or I mean, you can technically say your mother's your God, but if that's the case and God didn't want you to get there, then why the fuck are you allow slavery? Mm. You know what I mean? Like this and fear fear itself is a coding. Yo, if I find out that God is an IOS, I'm gonna be upset. Siri is a God. <laughs> hey. I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask Siri when I get off it. I'm like, Siri, are you God? Yo, I wouldn't even bother asking that shit because then, 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 but then but then but then but then another concept to add into this is predictive programming. So we, how many things do we see on TV that thus end up becoming real, right? And Simpsons. it's planting the seeds for yeah, for the Simpsons, which has been on for fucking ever. Simpsons is one yeah. year younger than me. I'm about to be 35. Simpsons is 34. Then, um, 
But when you look at like how many things the Simpsons have predicted that have truly that have come true or just even outside the Simpsons, which is a comedy show. But like when you just look at shows and they predict certain things to happen and then they do come to happen, they actually become true. It makes you think like, okay, was that was that the coding preparing our preparing us to for when it when it came time for it to happen? So I'll say this certain things I can predict. I can predict exactly how 2030 is going to end up. I can tell you where the jobs are. I can tell you where um, the income is going to fluctuate. We can, you know, certain things you can kind of predict if you create a show based around some type of phenomenon. Um, that show, um, what was it? Uh, the science show um, with Joshua Jackson, your boy from... Oh, uh, Fringe. Fringe. Which is an amazing like some thing. of that amazing, back then, it was insane. But now you can look at it and be like, this shit could happen. The same, same thing with um, the coronavirus. This was already predicted. Bill Gates and the rest of them said this could this is going to happen if these measures aren't aren't you know we aren't prepared. The thing I say about the Simpsons, they made predictions that were un unfathomable. Them predicted Donald Trump would be president ten years like 10, 15 years before it ever happened. Yeah, who would have yeah. thought that? Who would have thought shit like that? The, if you look at what they predicted and the outcome and how accurate they are as far as the the um, world trade the the, the bombing like. All the shit that they predicted, unfathomable that the shit happens. So I don't know. That's that's too much. And I'm not gonna. I'm not, you know, you have to use some really good writers, some really good um, um predictors. But there are extreme situations that could potentially happen. It's like a good 15 percent chance that Donald Trump might end up being president because he's such an egomaniac, a megalomaniac. He might want the power for himself. Blah blah blah. And all the people he owe money to. I can see how that can happen. But all the things that they get right is insane. My, so I don't know. Go ahead. So this is the Breaks Radio talking. Uh, is that the real Gucci man, or is that a different one? Is that an updated? That's the edible talking. <laughs> I mean, no, they they say that like like because when you look at Gucci, I mean, it's possible, bro. I, I put nothing. Look, I've I've reached the point in my life where I truly put nothing outside the realm of possibility. Nothing. Agreed. 100%. I refuse. I refuse to say anything's not possible. Now I'll say it's not likely. It's more likely. But um, impossible, bro. We live in a, in an age where we saw Donald Trump become president. We saw Donald Trump become president and literally make that position look like a fucking I don't even know what to call it. Um, look at like we, we've just seen crazy shit. And when you start like we live through a fucking pandemic, bro. A pandemic that six months before we saw the what the fuck China was going through, and nobody wanted to do anything about it. We should have been wearing masks when they started when they started going through their shit. And we could have stopped this. We are now seeing we're probably about to go and shut down again. So when when you when you when, you, when mm-hmm. people bring up anything like I truly believe anything is I don't put nothing outside the realm of possibility. So there's a there's a there's a few you believe in variants. It's clearly variants, yeah. Yeah. No, so I'm, there's multiple hazes out there. Oh shit. I, possibly. Possibly. If alternative realities, yeah. Well, I've always another, seen another system. I, the only reason why I said that is I've always seen. I've always seen, um, like, I look at other people and I'm like, I've seen that face structure before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's, that that like, happens. Look at Troy Aikman and Jay Z. Yeah, that's true. That's a fact. That's a that fact. is copy and paste. Just add a different a different creative player uh, skin tone on that shit. Who who's to say that this is the only simulation? Yeah, there's you can be running multiple simulations. That that. That could be the other timelines. Multiple simulations at the same time. The multiverses, I guess, if you will. If you want to apply it that way. But yeah. That's too much. That's real <laughs> shit, though. And the, Look, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but some shit, like you said, I can't discount it. I can't say that that's, that's not it. 
I can't say that that's wrong. I can't say I definitely believe it, but I don't believe is the depth of reason. That's number one for me. Mm-hmm. Anytime you believe something, you're not open to interpretation or conversation. So I'll always say I'll listen, I'll understand, but I'm not going to believe unless I, that's, that's like a leap of faith that I'm not willing to challenge. That's why I never challenge anybody who believes anything, but nothing is outside the realm of possibility. So I will always leave it um, where I understand people's, people's philosophy, especially when people think that, well, when they say the earth is flat, some people don't believe in dinosaurs. And I can understand why, but you can't say that that it doesn't exist. Like people believe that fossils were planted and dinosaurs were actually yeah. Didn't exist I've seen like I, I, watch, I go down the rabbit hole and watch some shit where somebody was like, "Well, what we see is dinosaurs, or people just took a bunch of different zone uh, bones from different creatures and made." Like either way, there was something that was alive with a head as big as a fucking Tyrannosaurus Rex. Whatever way you want to <laughs> cut that, that motherfucker was alive, and he wasn't human. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> The whole thing why we can't why we, why we can't why we can't go to Antarctica, bro? Because it's cold as fuck. Well, not not, not even that. Then that, that is that is where I I now I'm a baby conspiracy theorist. Shout out so one of my boys, Billy Ray Valentine. He runs a conspiracy theory podcast called The Infinite Fringe. If you guys want to check out any any like uh, concepts like this, but they go way deeper into it. But like I truly believe that Antarctica houses some shit that they don't want us to see. Who they is, I don't fucking know, but I truly believe that. There's so much space there. Like we we're sitting there trying to send shit to send shit to Mars. We don't even know what the fuck is at the bottom of our ocean yet. We don't have really good really good footage of Antarctica yet. There's so much shit that we haven't explored here on Earth. Why is that? You guys are spending all this money. Elon Musk is taking a leisure cruise to fucking space, but we don't know what the fuck's going on in our on our own planet completely yet. Pressure. This is so many yeah, so why can't we invent um vehicles or 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 some type of structure or mechanic to withstand the pressure of the earth or you know the water pressure and like to get to the core and stuff like that yeah it's why isn't there i don't know maybe it's something that we just don't want to know you know what i mean like we we also saw the bermuda triangle we know what that is um but look how long it took to do that yeah i don't know there's a there's things that we really don't want to know and if we find out you know what i mean like it could be an end of us well why don't we we don't want to know because we don't know the ending. No, we don't want to know because we won't like what's behind the curtain. So, for instance, let's just say the way the Greeks believe in multiple gods. What if there wasn't a god? What if we found out there wasn't a god, right? And there is no such thing as religion. What would we do to each other? We the would have no morals. There's no, there's no fear. There's no, no consequences. We would I destroy think there each is other. fear. I think there is fear. I think it's fear, fear stays alive. I think I think fear stays here until we figure out what's on the other side. Mm. That's that's my only fear. Because if we knew it was all dandelions and et cetera, we wouldn't be afraid to die. I don't think people are afraid to die. I just think people are greedy and they want to be they want to be selfish. They want to. They're everybody's. I think I think instinct. some people. I think some people are greedy. I'm not greedy. I enjoy life because you it's just that I'm scared to I'm scared to die because I'm scared to leave my loved ones and I don't know where I'm going after I die. True. But there are people who get over and do what they want to do because they aren't the nice guys. They they do what the fuck they want to do and live how they want to live because this is all they know. At the end of the day, there is no such thing as morals. We just have a moral compass because we know what we went through. We have compassion. But someone like Donald Trump, who could be helping people, in a, look at the fuck he does. Anything he wants. And it's not just people like him. He's a polarized individual. There are people behind the scenes that are even worse. And we know people in the hood who like to destroy shit just because they can't. You know what I mean? There's a lot of evil intent out there. This just, we understand that. So I don't even believe in right or wrong, to be honest with you. I believe in what's called tapping pond. You throw a rock in the, in the pond, it makes a ripple. 
consequences of your actions. Bottom line is, somebody shoots my boy, I go and shoot him. His people come shoot me. That's just the consequence of your actions. You know what I mean? That's it. Same thing with cops. Like, how many white rich people, which white people got away with killing black people? Or the, the chick who ran the um, dude over um, in, in, in um, the UK, yeah. her wife was an ambassador, but of course, she got <clears throat> tipped over here. She's not being prosecuted. You get what I'm saying? You just have the power. Does she yeah. feel bad? We don't know, but you got away with it. Some people have can get away with shit that we can't. That's a fact. We'll have a moral compass. Some people don't, right? It's just, again, if there was no God, we would destroy each other. If we found out there was no God right now, we would destroy each other. I remember the episode of Jackass. One of them walked around in Los Angeles and said, had a sign with them Satan that said, there is no God. And he had a Satan. They fucked him up. They whooped his ass because he said that there is no God and he's the devil. And they whooped his ass. Do you understand? If some people are God-fearing and they still will whoop your ass because you don't believe in God, imagine if there was no God. Mm. This is who we are, man. At the, at the core, we're evil as fuck. Our natural intent is to destroy, pillage, take over, do we're, the fuck we're, we want to do. We're selfish naturally, right? And so Absolutely. the only, the only, re, I tr the only reason, as much as people try to taught their morals and everything the main reason why people are, like promote their selflessness is a they they it no it's going to get them noticed right b they have a moral code they think that it, they think that by being that is going to to gain them something whether it's internal life in the afterlife whether it's um favor in the eyes of the community whatever it is and even that when you look at it selfish selflessness is very selfish when you think about selfish. it that way. yeah absolutely so, well, the, the thing that always confused me about that is like, to me, if, if what Marquis said is, is very true, is that we're all evil at the root of it, mm -hmm. then if we did portray this perfect lifestyle and got to what you just said, like the everlasting life, et cetera, but which is considered being perfect, but I don't, how could you be perfect in a perfect place and you evil at the root? Because if you what we think what we because ha we have no way of conceptualizing it here while we're on Earth. Right. But because we view the, the perfect place if we reach heaven, it's our version of heaven. It's some, it's it's perfect. Right. So therefore that uh -huh. we think every need that we have is going to is going to get met there. Every desire we have is going to is going to get met. Every thing that we that we wish that we had on Earth that maybe we couldn't get because we were, we were trying not to be selfish is thus going to be given to us. So then it keeps people motivated to get there. Now, we don't know what happens when you get for all we know, the people that that make it there, if there is a if there is a there ultimately get cast back out to heaven because their evilness shows. We don't know. So and do you think all the desires you want, are they really what you would consider not selfish? I mean, if you want to, with a bunch of virgins when you die, think about that. Like, if you die, if you sacrifice yourself for your, your God, you go to heaven and, and swimming in a bunch of virgins. You're like, think about that. I don't like, want a bunch of virgins. This is, this I, want my car, I want my car used off the lot. <laughs> but I mean, and, and you know, I don't, I don't agree with Marquis in the sense that I don't think everybody's evil. I think everybody I has didn't... the equal potential for evil and for good. But I think our natural instinct to get what we want would lead us more towards that evil side than than the good is what I think. I'll say this: there has to be a motivation for you to want to do good. And Baylor just said it, family. If there's no motivation for you to do good, why would you? What's the need? The only reason you don't steal something is because you know there's consequences. You might get arrested. You might go to jail. Other than that, if you could do it, why wouldn't you? That's a fact. Because I know goddamn well when I was younger, I didn't have kids. I did what the fuck I wanted to. As long as I didn't get caught, I was good. But now I realize how fucked up that was because now if my kids do that shit, it hurts people. You know what I mean? And that's it. If you have something to lose or if you care about something, that's the only reason 
you have a moral compass. Other than that, so what's the purpose of the simulation? Is to keep doing this until what? It's a test. Who knows? That's that's why I said it's not only that it could be a simulation to end up getting to the end result. For all we know, we could be the code in the fucking video game, bro. And we just and we just keep hitting the reset button. Keep hitting the reset button. Yeah. Or adding on, upgrading, or whatever. Just like you said, I mean, once we get pro die, we go into another program or something else happens. Yeah, we get reincarnated. Yeah, potentially. Perfect example is Men in Black Two. When when or was it one? The universe, right? And or mm-hmm. the, the locker. They they they, they there Orion's was belt. there were those little aliens who lived in that locker, and then at the end, he told Will Smith, "Well, we are actually also in a locker." It's a never-ending thing. So, and and that and that's where your mind goes when you start opening your mind to more concepts. And again, that's not saying that you agree with it. That's not saying that you think that it's yeah. true. But just when you when you think about the fact that it's possible, it is absolutely possible. And you, say, you, you, I, I hate I hate that you brought that up because now I'm in the fucking locker. That's no, maybe, maybe about, Antarctica is the is the door to the locker. Think about God. this. Think about this. If you step on a, uh, an ant, like an ant hill, mm-hmm. nothing. You just clear. You just step on a to an ant that's like godzilla stepping in new york you know what i mean yeah that's one thing so if you take a microscope and you enhance it on your wood your piece of wood and you dig in deep and go like to the utmost there's a whole other world within that material that you're looking at mm-hmm. all the atoms and everything that's made there's a whole world of things moving around bacteria everything so imagine if you magnify and go out imagine you go the opposite direction and what's focused on us and go outward. Think about what's there. That's the whole locker thing. Like there is something that is not even paying attention to us. That's we're a microscopic speck of dust to something else. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, you you got to think about it this way. Like an asteroid, for example. Let's not even take it as a live, living thing. But if an asteroid big enough comes in the path of Earth, hits it, it's not. It's not thinking. It's not like a big deal to it. It could completely smash Earth for all we know. And then it just keeps going along. It's it's predetermined path in in the mm-hmm. in space that's how insignificant we are we focus so much in the, like even if what based off let's take simulation theory out out of the equation just based off what we do know about space outer space is that earth is one of a billion different planets billions mm-hmm. and there's planets like it that have water on it and everything yeah and they only eight. tell us we Ex- had nine Ex- Ex- <laughs> did, they, did they tell us eight. we had, had nine, nine and now it's eight because one of them wasn't eight. even yeah, planted it was a ball oh, of ice yeah. Pluto, Pluto, yeah. right? I think of Pluto, man. And there's a tenth one out there. And don't, and don't wait, don't be, don't be surprised if in another twenty years they say, "Oh no, you know what? Pluto actually is indeed a planet." There's some, there's like a layer of ice, but then underneath the ice, there's a whole ecosystem. But think about that. Where there's water, you. there's life. Yeah, I mean, you know that. The great point for Pluto to be like it's it's com- like yes, maybe it is just this big fr- frozen whatever. But as we know, there are things that can live under frozen ice. So. So another theory to fuck you up, you you all know that um there's a theory that all life our life um existed on Mars before it dried up and then moved to Earth. We know that. So right? they try and so they trying to get back. No, well we're trying to repopulate. I think what they're saying is our resources are coming to an end. Like we're coming to a planet where our food is growing too fast. There's so many chemicals and everything. Where the Thanos was right. That's all it is. It's Thanos man, was right. Wrong. Thanos he, was he, wrong. He, he, man, Thanos wrong. was right. His what? philosophy is wrong because if you snap and half the people exist, and eventually it's going to grow again. Well, well, the, the thing, well, I mean, in the, the fact that, in the fact that we are re- we are going to eventually run out of resources. But the, th- the thing, we're, we're the, thing the thing where Thanos was wrong at is that 
he could have easily snapped and quadrupled all the resources that we have. But then Wait, we, so who, there's too many well, people for those resources to be on the planet, though. Well, who says that wrong if Thanos is part of the simulation? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, then if that's the case, and again, there is no right or wrong. Yeah. It's just belief. That's deep, man. It's crazy. I miss you, Dream Champs, though. Listen, we'll talk about it on the Breaks Radio. Preview to the Breaks Radio. Listen, that interview with Beanie Siegel, and I don't know if it's, I don't, I honestly, and this is my theory, and I, I guess I'm diving I haven't watched it yet. No spoilers. No spoilers. Well, no, no, no spoilers. But I will say, it's just what I sent in the text. Nori didn't cut uh, Beans off that much, and I truly think it's because he didn't want to chance Beans coming across that table at him. I, I don't know. I, you, know I'm, you know, I'm agree with, uh, I'm agree with that a little bit. Because I don't I, know, man. Because or probably it was just a powerful sport nigga, story that he Nor- wanted to hear. Nori he has cut that. everybody off. Every the only person I could think that Nori didn't really cut off either was Kiss. I don't remember him cutting off Kiss like like he does normally. People, either. but that's another cat that she don't want to cut off. True, true. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think I think Nori likes to hear shit he wants to hear. Mm. Like when he has a real question. He wants to hear. That's why you try to get people to embellish on it. Mm-hmm. And I'll say that he didn't do that to Nas either. Like he respected Nas. That's he true. listened That's to true. Nas. That's true. Because he all and he all and he stayed trying to get Nas on the phone. Because he's, he's partnered with Nas. Here's what I did learn about um Nori. Nori actually is a real nigga. Because when he was like, "Yo," he challenged him. He's like, "Yo," I said all this like that, but he was calling him out and he was saying certain things for the end of the interview. Let's save it. Like, save. We're giving it away. Pro- Let's save it. So, okay. Save. Save. Save it. Save that's why I'm like, I, I don't think he's afraid of Beanie. I just think it's like, wow, there's a whole other. I need to know your story. I yeah. respect that about that. Yeah. Like, I'm interested. Some it was great. And you know, I, I've been on record to say Drink Champs, especially for their budget and shit, their sound quality is usually shit. I didn't pay attention to any of that. That was one of the most engaging interviews I have ever seen in hip hop, <laughs> period. B- Baylor, when I, te- when I tell you, Period. I don't give a damn if you're talking E True Hollywood stories. I don't give a damn if you're talking interviews with Sway. This was one of the best interviews I have ever seen in my life in regards to to, to a rapper in hip hop culture. I, I'm probably gonna watch the YouTube version then so that's, I can see. That's yeah, what I did. Yeah. That's what I did. I watched the YouTube. Version. I wanted to see it. Yeah. I wanted to see it too. Here's the thing, and I love this. Like Cameron, there is no lie told. They Not tell their version one. of it how they felt. It was like this is what it is, and they. Com- they, he said this whole story that Cam, he was like, no, Cam was right. This is what happened. Here's, here's what, you know, there's no lies told. And that's what I like about these real niggas. Like, they will tell you exactly what happened, how it happened, and this is their perception of it. And this is, I love that. That's what I love about Nori, and when he gets these motherfuckers on, it's not like Vlad. He's not poking for shit just to, you know, get some credibility and ruin some shit. This motherfucker goes after shit. Like, yeah. it, it, out of respect. But he's one of those niggas that this nigga, I can lie to you. This nigga said I made Pharrell. That was something else. Stop, bro. You're going too far. Okay, Save okay. it for the breaks. Say, right, you bad, are bro. super excited Can to talk about this shit, interview. Yo? We got to stop this. You guys want to hear the rest of this? Listen to the Breaks Radio. Go and subscribe to the Breaks Radio. We had, honestly, this more recent episode of the Breaks Radio, when I was listening back and editing, it was one of our best. Even though we got on yeah. a, a tangent there, it was one of our best. I love that episode. So go and check out The Breaks Radio, which is our podcast about everything hip-hop, culture, and life. Fellas, closing, anything left on simulation theory you want to touch on? Any other concepts that we didn't dive into? Any other thoughts? I would just say this. Is there anything that we could do or anything that we could say that is kind of like a time capsule uh, where if this is true, how will we remember each other in the next reset? 
might get rewritten. We don't know. Mm, yeah, sure. We have that. We have that. They, they may completely that. rewrite that, so we don't have that history to go back on. Um, but I want to remember you guys. Something like that. I mean, all I can I say, think, I don't think all it's... I can say is Asians in the basement. A I B. That's all right. That's it. That's the code. Shut it down. A I B. Wait, wait, no, wait! Don't shut it down. Literally, I still, I still got time with my family. Shut <laughs> For the cops come shit. Oh man! Well, one one last thing that I did have on here that we didn't talk about though. Seriously, climate change. Do you think that's that's oh. more proof against or for oh. the simulation? I'm man. I'm yo. I'm uh. I went to Big Bear last year. They had artificial snow up there. Um. Shit. No, I'm dead serious. It's a really good question. I think there's. I think it's time to move on. That's what it seems like. Mm. Like we, we're our time is limited. So either the program is almost finished, or I don't know because we're coming to a close. Last we're thing, coming to a curve. Last close. thing that I read is that they are get, are estimating that on Earth, if we don't live or find somewhere else to colonize, that they're only giving humanity another two thousand years, which sounds like a long time. But when you really think about two thousand years, that's not really that long at all. That's just a house. That's a house payment. That's what, I mean. That's a mortgage. So. I, I don't know. I think not civilization. I think um, I think it happened already. It's just going to be rewritten. Earth is just going to be rewritten again. Or what if that is the simulation that we're in? They're trying to figure out why Earth went will last. What well, didn't last, or we it won't last, and they're running simulations to try to figure it out. So, so again, so so we, know yeah, why, so we keep we keep pressing a reset button until we get this shit figured out. Yeah. I know. We know why. We know exactly why. And, and I think I think the question is the bottom line, the answer is eliminate us. We're the reason this is being destroyed. Yeah. All the weapons, all the the the, the resources we, we build, um, that we're we're destroying on the planet. Like if you keep the planet, leave the planet alone. The grass will the trees grow and everything, the air will be fine. There'll be no pollution, none of that. This the sea would be perfect. No oil dumps, no nothing. It's us. There's no simulation where we exist in the world continues to grow there is no simulation we're, we're overpopulated we're, yeah. we're well, having more kids well, than we well, ever before then, well then they not coding us right well put it like this to the listeners if y'all think this is as easy as it, is, as it may seem then go buy sim run that shit or try to run that that's some real shit yeah think that's about that they don't know we're programming them life imitates art Bailey, you Bailey, you just killed it i'm sorry <laughs> that was it for me that right there is some real shit run sims because uh, it's being run on us. That's it. And that is the end. Fellas, go ahead and give them your social medias. Any parting words, thoughts? Let's get the fuck up out of here. At Baylorism on Twitter. And guess, I did have at Baylor great. That was not a simulation. I got suspended. <laughs> you do remember that. Oh. One. Uh, <laughs> at Baylor great on all other social media platforms. Uh, see y'all on the breaks radio. What's that next Thursday? They will see us on when, Thursday. When, right? when, drop next Thursday. Thursday. We, we air live Thursday. on no Wednesdays. Yep. Wednesday, yeah. Come see, us, come see us live. You might have some questions. Which, which, Somebody asked a question. I don't know if you guys noticed or not. So I, I upgraded my internet to gig internet speed, which eliminated the little delay that sometimes we would have in our audio where stuff would be off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. We're getting there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going from impenetrable, impenetrable to impossible. So you can catch me in there. On uh, oh, wait, IG, are you serious? I'm going from impenetrable 
to impossible. Yes. And what you guys oh, should both do when they ask you if your Twitters were ever something different, like Baylor, if they ever say, weren't you Baylor the Great? You say no and just fuck with them. <laughs> That's what Sinbad did. Sinbad did the same shit. Yo, <laughs> yo. No, I wasn't I did, no fucking I did do that. Uh, I did do that to my father-in-law last night where I wore a shirt that I made uh -huh. and then I then I took it off because I wanted to see how it how it felt. Uh -huh. And then I took it off and put on a regular shirt. And he said, he said, did you have on a different shirt? I said, no. I said, you tripping. <laughs> <laughs> I started messing with him. That's funny as fuck. Funny. It's, fu it's funny when you laugh, but the motherfucker who got the joke turned on the main laughing. It ain't yeah. funny to them, is it? <laughs> it's not. It's not. Mm -hmm. You guys can follow me at CEO Hayes, at CEO H-A-I-Z. I've always been at CEO Hayes, so if anybody ever tells you different, they run a game on your ass. Uh, you, you can follow the podcast at Awaken Soul Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, theawakensoulpod at gmail.com. We out this bitch. Peace. This has been a presentation of The Breaks, Breaks Media. Media. Lakers for life. Sorry. <laughs> Man, so let me ask you this question. If the Lakers do not win the championship next year, are you gonna lose your shit? I know Baylor won't because Baylor don't give a fuck. But Mark I don't I don't I don't never it it'd be it'd be disappointing because you know the golden shout is back home and I see Brian and depending on how the rest of this roster fills out and if it fill out the way I think it's gonna fill out. I think Bron is going for a different type of legacy where he's helping cats get championships. You know who's an underrated who may sign hey. who may sign to the Lakers that nobody's talking about because the Lakers still have the mid level exception. Mm -hmm. What if Bobby Porter signs to the Lakers? Mm. I thought he was looking for some change. Though. He was looking for some change, but the thing is, is that if you, if you he's still he's only twenty six, and if you sign the mid mid level player exception. They then get, can get bird rights, and they can give him a huge increase the second year. But a, a, a year of getting a possibly getting another title, playing with AD, Braun, and, and Russ, just some, like Bobby Portis does a lot of the same stuff AD does, not at the same level at all. But with AD being as fragile as his health has been, imagine having a player like Bobby Portis who can step in on those games and when, and when, when AD is taking a break to be able to keep up the same type of play. Yeah, well, I, I compared him to a, a Metal World piece. He's, he's more she than Metal War of Peace, though. Well, Metal War of Peace. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. That's, you know the, the crazy thing about that? Over there in the what in the East, he has to worry about, you know, the, the Philadelphia, Brooklyn, everything. Over in the West, the only team you really got to worry about is Golden State. The Clippers are pretty much gone, gone because um, what's his name? play. Yeah, well, Isaac is gonna be up for the whole year. Yeah. Like, there's really nobody to worry about. So that would be a smart ass move. And the way uh, and the Hoopo said it, we got a ring. I really don't care if I win another again. I got my team together. I got my yeah. bag. I'm good. Yeah, it's a different type shit. of hunger that you gotta have after you win your your first championship. Yeah, both said some shit. The fact that you basically said his legacy would be solidified by getting motherfuckers rings. That's some real shit.
Niggas go to LeBron to get their ring. Yeah. They take that's some shit though. Hey, you got you got ring about maker. it. You bring, the ring we bring, maker. We bring Westbrook. What if we get Melo? That's huge, bro. Melo signing. Melo signing. Iguodala might be signing too. But Wait, you think Melo's gonna go to L.A.? And, uh, basically saying yeah. he's waiting for the phone call. Mello, Mello, and uh, Mello and Rudy Gay is like the top two right now. I'm telling you right now. Ellington. I'm telling you right mm-hmm. now. I'm telling you right now. Keep keep and this. And keep in mind, I'm not a LeBron. I hate LeBron, and I'm not a Lakers fan. I love the Lakers though. I'm not a Lakers fan. Um, if Mello hasn't the way that he showed out when he came back, that hunger when he came back with Portland. If you put him on a team that's basically guaranteed to make the make the finals or close to it, Melo's going to show the fuck out next season. And he won't have to start either. Melo's going to average 19 points off the bench for the Lakers next year. Yeah. They're talking about Dwight Howard coming back too. So here's the deal. If he gets Russ and Anthony a ring, bruh, the ring maker, bruh. The king maker is the ring maker, bruh. That's some real shit. Oh, if, only, I, if, I only he was, if only he was the hairline maker, it'd be a whole different thing. Oh, shit. God damn. Why you got to disrespect me? Listen, like I, that? I, listen, the fact the nigga just won't go ball. Like, just go ball, come bro. Come on. Just come on. Like, literally. Like, at some point, LeBron's going to come out there with the black version of the Hulk Hogan haircut. And then I just want to know how niggas react to that shit. I think, I think, which is a good segue, I just think, you know, he made it's assimilation. That's not really his. And he's fighting against it. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.